Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Happy Saturday to all of you. We had another interesting week of football, including some injuries. We have some news to talk about from the uh, Thursday night game, though I will cover more of that next week. We will get into my starts and sits of the week, as well as a handful of early bird waiver wire additions and some streaming options for you, just in case you need a boost heading into the last week before the buys kick in. But first, I want to remind all of you that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcast Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports.com for coverage on all major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, boxing, MMA fighting, and much, much more. Remember, that's www.skullkingsports.com. A couple of news items I want to talk about before hopping into the injuries. Justin Fields, of course, was named the Bear starter for the rest of the season. We'll see if Matt Nagy changes up the playbook to suit his skill set. I'm not excited about Fields. You guys know this already. Yeah, I understand he's got a gun for an arm. He's not accurate, and he's not running the football. If he's not running the football, he is not valuable for fantasy. He may end up being a a valuable fantasy asset. He will not, and mark my words on this, will not be a major force as far as an NFL quarterback. But that is a story for another time. We're talking about fantasy here. So let's see what happens there in Chicago and Matt Nagy's playbook. Trey Lance should also be starting for the 49ers, though this one might be a little more temporary as Jimmy G's injury is, well, you you know Kyle shenanigans out there in San Francisco isn't going to tell you the truth about anything anyway, so everything's ambiguous there. But all indications are Jimmy G is ready to go or will be as soon as the injury has healed. I don't know about that. I think Trey Lance looked pretty good. Uh, granted, he was inaccurate, but he's running the football, whereas Fields is not. So Trey Lance is somebody I'm going to keep my eye on. I actually like him rest of the season. I have him stashed on a couple of benches, so we'll see what happens. Now, let's talk about, this isn't injury-related, so I'm going to start with this, but it is something of note. Calvin Ridley will not play in the Falcons game tomorrow against the Jets. It's for personal reasons. We don't know what that means or how long he's going to be out, but you definitely want to get him out of your roster immediately as this is an early kickoff tomorrow as the game is in London. So make sure you've done that already. I had Ridley on a couple of uh, teams of mine. I had to make sure that I took care of that. And it's, uh, it was painful taking him out, especially not knowing how long this is going to be. And we'll talk about some options for you if it is a long-term absence that you're having to deal with there for Calvin Ridley. Christian McCaffrey, doubtful this week against the Eagles. He likely needs one more week before returning to action. Devontae Parker is suffering with a shoulder and hamstring injury for the Dolphins. He is questionable game-time decision. He most likely will play, but you'll have to keep an eye on that. Will Fuller already out on IR for the Finns, and you know my feeling on Fuller. Cuttable, get rid of him. You don't need the headache. 
Rob Gronkowski out for the Bucks again, while Giovanni Bernard is questionable. You're not starting Gio if he plays, and Gronk, this could be a season ender for him. I mean, punctured lung and ribs, that that's pretty bad. So um, if you're stashing him or keeping him around, I can understand it with tight end being so bad. But if you need the roster spot to pick somebody else up, Gronk is droppable in my opinion. DeAndre Swift, questionable again with a groin issue, happens every week. He plays every week. You're starting him. Jamal Williams, hip, and TJ Hawkinson with his knee are also questionable. Word is Hawkinson will go. Jamal Williams should also be in the mix. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, I expect Swift to play. He's a top 10 option for you. Keep him locked and loaded. Hawkinson, however, if he doesn't go, make sure you've picked up a tight end. There are some streaming options I will go over later at tight end if you need to get somebody on the bench. And Detroit does have a bye coming up in a few weeks, so make sure that you're preparing for that. So it's best if you grab a tight end now and just stash it if you have the room on your bench. But keep your eye on Hawkinson just in case he does not play on Sunday. Dalvin Cook, questionable with an ankle injury. He played through it last week, but he seemed to get banged up toward the end of the game. If he starts, you are playing him, but temper expectations. If you have Alexander Madison and you don't have Dalvin Cook, he might be worth a start even if Cook plays, depending on the makeup of your roster. But if Cook is inactive, Madison is an absolute must-start top six, top seven option this week. Joe Mixon, officially listed as questionable with an ankle injury, although I don't expect Mixon to play this week or even next week. I think it's it's a few weeks away for him returning to action. Samaje P. Ryan is thought to be the immediate replacement here for Mixon, and he should get the early down work, but I would not be surprised if third down and passing uh, down work is handled by Chris Evans, so keep your eye on that. Chris Evans could be somebody that you're looking at next week, um, but I wouldn't worry about streaming him or picking him up yet. You need to see some production first. P. Ryan should be considered a low-end RB2 or a high-end or mid-range flex. T. Higgins set to return for the Bengals. I expect him to be a wide receiver, too, in this game. Antonio Gibson suffering a stress fracture in his shin, although he's expected to play, um, or he's, he's questionable with the expectation that he's going to play. That's something that I, I'm very skittish about. If I'm, if I'm a Gibson owner and I don't own him on any teams, I avoided him for a lot of reasons this year. Glad I did. I don't want that headache. You need to keep an eye on this. If he doesn't go, J.D. McKissick is expected to play, even though he was limited also earlier in the week with an ankle injury. And Jared Patterson, we'll talk about later, uh, is also interesting here. Curtis Samuel is doing his best impersonation of Will Fuller. Honestly, he's droppable. Groin injury, it's one injury after another with Samuel. Good riddance, you don't need the headache. He doesn't provide enough for your team. There are better flex options out there, and even on his best day, he's nothing better than a low to mid-range flex. Julio Jones, what can you say? He's old, he's brittle, he's always hurt. He's out again with a hamstring injury. Yeah, I, I wasn't sold on Julio to begin with this year. It's just not worth it to me. However, A.J. Brown will be back, and he should have a big week this week as really the only guy out of this passing attack for Tennessee. 
Cortland Sutton rolled his ankle at Friday's practice for the Denver Broncos. He's questionable for Sunday's game against Pittsburgh. Melvin Gordon is also questionable, but expected to play in the contest. David Montgomery, of course, out for the next four or five weeks for the Bears. So Damian Williams is set to take over there as the primary guy. What's painful and irritating, as a David Montgomery owner on a few teams... He's currently not on IR, so it hurts you because if there's an IR spot in your league, you can't put him in IR. So he's taking up a spot on my bench. So yet another reason why Matt Nagy irks me to no end. I like Williams this week, but Montgomery, uh, you can't expect him for at least five weeks, maybe more. Um, That really just remains to be seen. Jimmy Garoppolo, as I mentioned before, is out for the 49ers, and George Kittle is doubtful. With Kittle not pretty much not going. Uh, There are a few options that you can look to. Brandon Ayuk might be a speculative start. I would not want to do so, and we will talk about Ross Dwelly a little later. Chase Edmonds, game-time decision for the Cardinals. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are both out for the Giants. Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott, both questionable but expected to play in that same game. Uh, We'll talk about Cooper later, but the Zeke owner should expect more of a full split here between he and Tony Pollard. I would not even at all, uh, if the uh, Dallas Cowboys are up in this game, especially late, I would not be surprised in the least if Pollard took over in the second half. Naeem Hines has been limited all week and questionable for the Colts, though he is expected to play. If you're desperate, you can try to start him in a double flex league or a deep league. But, uh, oh God, Um, yeah, I'd keep him on the bench if at all possible. And just a note from Thursday night's game, Russell Wilson injured his finger and word came down late last night. uh, I got a sleeper alert that it's thought to be pretty serious and it might keep him out upwards of six to eight weeks. Now we'll have more on this as the weekend goes on and certainly into next week. But if you are the Russell owner, You are going to need to have another plan in place at QB. Uh, Geno Smith shouldn't be it. Trey Lance might be a good pivot for you. Justin Fields, in case I'm wrong, which I could be. I don't like Justin Fields at all, but, you know, nobody's 100%. He could be a speculative ad as well. Um, You might need to look for somebody, maybe Daniel Jones, to uh, fill in for Russell Wilson if he was your only QB. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one running at all. That's where the folks from Bove Design come into play. Rob and company have all the tools that you need to set your business up for success. You can find samples of their custom work on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Whether it's a new site from scratch upgrades to the existing website that you have running, custom artwork such as banners, ads, or logos like the one that I have for the podcast, Bove Design has got you covered. Make sure you hit Rob the Owner up on Instagram at bove.design. And once again, that's B-O-V-E dot design. Both you and your business will be happy that you did. Now let's talk about starts of the week here. Kyle Pitts is my number one guy here. You know that I, I, Pitts was one of my busts and still is and will remain so. This is more of a one-week thing. And by bust, I simply mean he was going way too early uh, at, at tight end. He was going as a number five tight end overall. And that was just ridiculous to me. 
I understand he's talented. I understand he's a quote-unquote generational talent. Yeah, I, we'll see. But this week, with no Calvin Ridley and playing a Jets defense that is pretty suspect, in, in all honesty, I expect Kyle Pitts to have a game and ball on Sunday here in London. So this could be the breakout game that the owners were waiting for. That might make him a sell-high candidate. And we'll talk more about that next week when I do my sell-highs, buy-lows, and cuts uh, midweek. But Kyle Pitts is definitely a guy that you could start this week. Tight end is so bad, I like him a lot. Another tight end that I like here is Noah Fant. Especially now with Cortland Sutton questionable, uh, I expect Fant to be the primary beneficiary of the targets there against the Steelers. The Steelers defense, while it's good in some respects, it's not good in others, and it's a bend-not-break defense. I think that the uh, tight end should get a lot of work here. Uh, He had 10 targets last week. Another double-digit effort is not unlikely here with Teddy Bridgewater expected to return for the Uh, Denver Broncos. So yeah, fire up Noah Fant for sure. Big things ahead for him. Jacoby Myers. This is one I struggle with. I'm not as high as a lot of other analysts are on Jacoby Myers. I, I get it. He gets a lot of targets and everything. But in this game especially, you have two rookie quarterbacks in Mac Jones and Davis Mills. And despite the delusion of the Patriot fan, there is no indication here that Mac Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick is mortal, as we saw last week, against Tom Brady and company. Now, saying all that, I like Myers in this game because they're not letting him uh, throw downfield. So if they're not letting Mac Jones air it out, and they don't have anybody to air it out to, then Myers is going to be the guy that's going to get a lot of targets in this game. He's going to get peppered with them, and I think he finds the end zone here against Houston. So I look for a big game here from Myers, definitely one of my starts of the week. James Conner ends up on this list. Now, you know all season I've been down on Conner, and you know this is one of the ones I got wrong, and I'm going to tweet this. Uh, I, I want to tweet my rights and wrongs because as anybody who's an analyst will tell you, it's it, it. Nobody gets it 100%. And when you get even 30 or 40% right is really, really good. So um, Connor is one that I got wrong. And with Edmonds being questionable, he's in line for even more touches. Uh, even if Edmonds plays, Connor has been averaging 14 to 15 touches a game and gets the goal line work. If he's the featured back here in this offense this weekend, then I, I like it even more, especially against the 49ers where – I I believe that he's going to be in there a little bit more and get some involvement in the passing game. Jalen Waddell is another guy that I wish I had on my uh, rosters. I don't have him anywhere. With Parker questionable, Waddell should should see huge volume in a game uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks that will most likely find Miami chasing points. The Bucks secondary is bad. Waddell's the only healthy wide receiver here. Mike Gesicki should also do very well in this game put him as another he's not really a start of the week per se but I expect him to have a really really good game you're obviously starting him if you have him but I love the opportunity for Waddle to have a huge breakout game here and finish possibly in the top five among wide receivers JD McKissick and this is more injury uh, laden and riddled than anything else with Logan Thomas out 
and Antonio Gibson hobbled. I look for a big game from McKissick. He should see a lot of targets. He might even see extra rushes. We'll have to wait and see on that. I like McKissick a lot this week. He could be a sell-high candidate if he has a blow-up game because I don't think it's something that's going to carry over rest of season, even though he finished up last year pretty strong. And we'll wrap up the starts of the week with a quarterback that you guys know I was high on from the beginning, and that's Kirk Cousins. He's coming off a bad, bad week against the Cleveland defense, but this week against a suspect Detroit defense, I love Cousins to bounce back uh, from that subpar effort last week. Dalvin Cook might play and then at, 100 per- at less than 100%, so this might be a game where Cousins airs it out. He plays very well historically against man coverage, which is what the Lions trot out there most of the time. I look for a big effort here. Cousins will get all three of the receivers involved, and he will also get uh, the tight end involved as well. So I like all the options here in the passing game for Minnesota. Now, sits of the week. I'll start with Amari Cooper, and he's been on my sits list for three weeks in a row, and I'm keeping him there. The instinct is to start him after a decent game last week. I don't see it coming again against the Giants. Um, I, I just I think that if you have other options right now, you start them. I don't like Cooper this week at all, um, so I would sit Amari Cooper. Allen Robinson, I am sick and tired. I love Robinson, don't get me wrong, but I am sick and tired of the Chicago offense as a whole, especially the passing game. It doesn't appear as though Robinson is the favorite target. Mooney is getting more, Darnell Mooney, that is, is getting more uh, involved. He sees more snaps. Now, Allen Robinson runs the same amount of routes, it would seem, but he's not getting the target share that he's been getting years in years past, which made him so valuable. They don't score a lot of touchdowns. They're not a prolific offense. If he's not getting target share, then his value plummets, especially in half point per PPR or zero uh, point PPR, which is uh, standard scoring. Chase Edmonds is a sit for me. I like Edmonds as a whole, but he's injured. I I think his involvement in this game is going to be lessened. I would sit him this week if you can um, and see what happens. Obviously, if he's inactive, you're sitting him anyway. Odell Beckham Jr. is another sit for me. Look, I know the name carries some weight, but it's over, guys. It's not. He's not 2003. 13 2014 ODB anymore. He is, a, a, you know, just like Julio Jones is not Julio Jones anymore. And for God's sakes, Josh Gordon is not going to be Josh Gordon anymore. But all those things considered, you may not have other options. But if you do, just leave Beckham on your bench or even cut him or trade him away if you, if you can do that. Miles Gaskin, we talked about him last week. It pains me to do this, but he's almost cuttable at this point. Um, we'll talk about cuttable players next week, but Miles Gaskin should not be in your lineup under any circumstances. And the same goes for Miles Sanders. Until you can see that he gets more than, I don't know, five rushing attempts in a game and Kenneth Gainwell is not as involved, then you can't be starting Miles Sanders. Chances are if you drafted him where most people did, you might have to. But hopefully you were able to pick up a Damian Williams or maybe somebody else that is going to be starting. Maybe Alexander Madison, for example, or a Tony Pollard. I would rather start all of those guys over Miles Sanders at this point until you see something different. But yeah, so Miles Sanders is the last sit of the week for me at least. And we will move on to streamers. And the first streamer 
that I want to talk about is a guy we've already mentioned, and that's J.D. McKissick. And what makes him a streamer, he's only rostered in 49% of ESPN leagues, which is a PPR-based format. All of ESPN, their their standard scoring is now PPR. The fact that he's only rostered in under 50% of leagues is incredible. If you can stream him, stream him, and I wouldn't drop him. I would keep him at this point. Uh, Mark Ingram is another guy that I like this week. And why do I like Mark Ingram? Very simple. Mark Ingram is only rostered in 21% of leagues, and he's not valuable every single week. The Patriots are not good. Yep, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm meaning it. And if you're watching the games, you understand it. They are not good. Sure, Brady struggled, but that was a whole different set of circumstances. The, the, the Patriots are not a good team. They're not going to rack up the points. So Houston is going to not want to rely on Davis Mills to throw the ball all over the place. Bill Belichick does take away the uh, number one weapon, which in this case will should be Brandon Cooks. So Mark Ingram's going to get a lot of play here. And in a close game, he should get a lot of touches and he might find the end zone one or tw- once or twice. So if you need a guy at uh, running back, Mark Ingram's a, a good way to go. I mentioned Ross Dwelly earlier as well. He's only rostered in 0.2% of leagues. That means that he's available everywhere. He should be the number one or he will be the number one option at tight end for Trey Lance and company out in uh, 49er territory. And honestly, George Kittle has an injury history. I don't expect him back. Uh, I don't expect this to be a short-term thing. This could be a lingering thing with George Kittle. So uh, Dwelly could be somebody that you can keep at least on your bench. But if you need to stream tight end, you can definitely do worse than Dwelly or the next guy in Cameron Brait. Of course, with um, Brady looking to bounce back and Gronk not in the lineup, Brait could find the end zone, and he's only rostered in 5.5% of leagues. If you need tight end, and tight end is bad, we know this already, You certainly um, you, you, there are worse options out there for you. Olamide Zacchaeus, and I don't know if I said that right, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, whatever. Um, He plays for the Atlanta Falcons, rostered in 1.7% of leagues. Clearly, without Ridley, and who knows how long Ridley's going to be out, Zacchaeus could see, uh, should see, a a lot more uh, action out of the passing game. He's done it in the past for Matt Ryan and company, so uh, look for Zacchaeus to at least... um, Fill a void for you if needed if you're if you're short at flex or if you need a wide receiver for a week. Khalif Raymond is another guy that I want to talk about here, and that is uh, he's 4.9% owned, and he's seen 16 targets the last two weeks for Detroit. Detroit figures to be having to throw the ball in almost every game. I know it's hit or miss, and you don't want to roster a lion, and but. If you need, if you have some injuries, maybe you had Sterling Shepard or maybe you had Calvin Ridley that you need to replace and uh, Zacchaeus is already taken and you don't want to rely on a, um, uh, an Atlanta Falcon receiver, you can go with Khalif Raymond. Raymond is a guy that's uh, trending up. He's found the end zone as well. So uh, definitely worth taking a shot there. Now we're going to wrap things up today with the uh, early bird waiver wire Additions And these are guys that you can pick up now and you don't have to waste a waiver wire priority. Uh, obviously, if you have fab, you got a bid on them, but it's not as active of a period maybe in your league. But either way, uh, the first name on this list, I cannot believe he's still available. And um, he's not, I don't think he's a beat the waiver wire guy really because he played already this week, but that's Alex Collins. I just want to mention him. He didn't have a great game. 
So he's not going to be a priority for a lot of people. So he should be there after waivers clear next week. 44% owned. He didn't get double-digit points. It's trending in that direction. This is a neck issue for Chris Carson. I expect him to miss multiple weeks. I really do. I don't know if this is true, but I was reading a report where they they might have to sit him or he might miss upwards of six weeks because of this injury. Whether that's true or not, that remains to be seen. But Collins should be rostered in all leagues just in case. Brandon Bolden at 7% ownership. This is a guy that is basically James White light there in New England. They're not going to throw the ball downfield, so they're going to dink and dunk. I'm not impressed with the tight ends. So Bolden, should be uh, he should be rostered, and he's only rostered at 7%. He's somebody that could have a good week this week, maybe 10 to 15 uh, fantasy points, and then he'll be on the waiver wire next week. But you can pick him up now. I did in a couple of leagues just to see what happens. I mentioned Ross Dwelly. He's definitely somebody that could have a touchdown this week. He found the end zone last week, and that's with Kittle in the lineup. So if he has a good week, you know, maybe five of six for... 60 yards and a score, then he will be on the waiver wire. Tight end is so bad that it's worth a dart throw if you can get him onto your bench. His teammate, Jeff Wilson Jr., I've been talking about him for a few weeks now. He is out, and he's not on injured reserve, so I don't think you can stash him there. But the way that this running game is in San Francisco, and Wilson Jr. has done this in the past, when he plays, he scores. I've had him score against me. Every time he plays against me, he scores multiple touchdowns. But that being said, Jeff Wilson Jr. is somebody that if you have the room, stash him and see what happens. And I'll wrap up with two two more running backs that you can stash. Khalil Herbert for the Bears. And I say that only because Damian Williams has been injured in the past and... He is coming off of an injury, so if it gets re-aggravated or something happens there in Chicago, then Herbert's going to step right into a huge role unless they bring somebody else in. But what what's out there really for them to bring in? So Herbert is definitely a guy that you can look at, and although there's no indication if this guy is coming back, look at Tariq Cohen and see if you have an IR spot. If you have an IR spot and he's available, take him, stash him. He may be ready to go by week 8 or 9, and that could be somebody that could win you a league if he's right. It might be worth taking a chance. And we'll finish up with Jared Patterson, undrafted rookie for the Washington football team. He should see an uptick in carries and involvement in the running game. If uh, Antonio Gibson misses time, might be worth it. 1.2% owned, so he is definitely out there. It could be a week where they rely on him if, again, it, it all depends on Gibson. Gibson gets hurt early or doesn't play. All the early down work goes to Patterson. Maybe he finds the end zone, and he ends up on the waiver wire. So those are your beat the waiver wire guys for this week. I didn't give a streaming defense, I realize, so I'm going to give two options. One is the Atlanta uh, Falcons. They are playing the Jets in London. I like them a lot. And the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. I like the Minnesota defense this week. I actually like them a lot more than even Atlanta. So those are the two defenses that are widely... Minnesota was thought to be very good, but dropped by most teams as they've had bad performances. But I like Minnesota this week, and I love Atlanta. Well, guys, that is going to do it. So hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend as we uh, celebrate week five in the NFL and for fantasy. And let's go and win another game and get another step closer to that championship. Remember, any questions, hit me up on 
uh, Twitter at FFKnowItAll or email the show. Know it all fantasy football at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen and make me a part of your day in any way that you do. And of course, all the support and interaction, it really does get me through. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, please have a rest, a good rest of your weekend and do everything that you need to do to dominate your competition. I will catch you guys next week. Hey